Welcome to the PM Growth Expert Show, where we not only give you strategies, hints, and tips on how to grow your rent roll, but we also interview leading experts from around the planet. Now, for 40 ways you can grow your rent roll without having to worry about relying on salespeople or expensive search engine optimization, just go to pmleadsecrets.com. That's pmleadsecrets.com for our free book. All you've got to do is pay for shipping. Take care. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. You know, in today's age, you can't just have boring photos on your property marketing listings. You've got to have a virtual walkthrough tour. That way tenants can quickly qualify themselves and look through the property even at two in the morning online. But I can hear you say, look, Darren, it's too expensive with cameras and takes too long. That's why you've got to go to virtualtourscreator.com.au and check out how you can do walkthrough virtual tours using your mobile phone. Go and check it out. Also, talk to Tom there at virtualtourscreator.com.au on how you can quickly turn your tours into really cheap floor plans as well. Take care. Hi, everyone. It's Dennis here from IGT, and we are here for the PM Growth Expert Show. And I have an amazing guest with me today. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself. You know, Sandy, over to you and welcome for coming on board with um, this podcast with us. Thank you so much, Dennis. So hi everyone, I am so excited to be here. My name is Sandy Taylor. I am the National Director for Coronas Franchising and I love what I do, which is amazing. It's a great way to start the day. Now that's all the formalities out the way, right? We've got them out, so well done. So <laughs> Sandy, absolutely amazing having you on board with us. Um, this is your first kind of thing with IGT. This is like- It is, it is. It's my first official thing with IGT. I mean, I annoy you guys all the time, but this is my first official. You do, you do. It was a great Facebook <laughs> post the other day when you were having a catch up with myself and Michael. Yes, you know, yes. We, we'd had something like three hours sleep over three days or something, <laughs> that's okay. You had coffee. Of course there was coffee. You would have looked better looking than us in the photo anyway, right? Aww. You know? See, now I'll buy you coffee. Totally. That that sounds more like it. So, it, it, and, and that kind of alludes to my first question, like are you a tea or a coffee person? So you, you've given that away. Or is it just that you know that I love coffee? Well, no, one, I know that you love coffee. I'm actually both. So I'm I'm a coffee during the day person and a tea at night person. Ah, okay. That's cool. Mm. So do you have like a, a green tea at night or? No, English breakfast. English breakfast, yeah. I mean, we're, we live in Australia. We're so um, driven by the Brits when it comes to our ancestry, right? I mean, I'm Turkish, but still it, it's my parents lived in england for a while and tea's mm. just into them and, and that socially acceptance in australia is tea it's changing but tea's what we were brought up on right well my father was actually british so i'm technically dual citizen i'm british and i'm australian so tea was all that was in my house growing up no one drank coffee it was all tea in very large mugs yeah it's interesting my mum's the same but my yep. dad, I think he gave me Turkish coffee in my um, bottle as a kid. You know? <laughs> I remember you talking about the fact that he used to make the coffee and everyone would be talking to him while he did it. Totally. It was their time that they had, um, people knew that dad was having his coffee eight o'clock every day. 
and yep. people would come to watch him make his coffee at the fruit market. Yeah. You know, it's the full Turkish, you know, um, you know, Google how Turkish coffee is made. It's it's phenomenal. You know, there's some really cool videos that go out there. So you're a both. You're a tea and a coffee person. Is that cool? I am. I am. I'm also ambidextrous, so I'm a really weird person. Speaks volumes. Now we know why you get on with it so well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cool. So, Sandy, what, what got you into real estate? Like, what, what's your history? What, why did you get into real estate? How long have you been in real estate? Oh, God. I think I'm like everyone and I kind of fell into real estate a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was um, living on a station outside of Merriwall in country New South Wales mm -hmm. and um, a position became available in Scone at what was then the first national Scone. Um, and it was a receptionist position. So I would drive, the commute was about an hour and 20 minutes. So I would drive an hour and 20 in and I would drive an hour and 20 back. Wow. Um, and I did that, I think, for 12 months. Um, and I, again, I kind of think I did what everyone else does in real estate, which is you go from the receptionist to doing PM, to doing sales, to doing BDM, to being an office manager, to doing market, whatever it is, you kind of work your way through the layers as you go. Mm. Um, and that's funnily enough, how I got into sort of the corporate side and the franchising side of real estate was when I was there, I came up with my my crazy idea, which was that Ray White Rural and Livestock needed to have a national e-marketing program. They didn't have one. Okay. Um, and I, we took on this really famous bull sale called Powergrove Bull Sale. It's very well known in, in livestock circles. I did my lovely little marketing brochure um rung ray white corporate and said hey we need to send this out to the database and they said oh we don't have one so me being stubborn um i started ringing everyone and saying this is ridiculous you need a national database and eventually um a man called charlie ma who i was very fortunate was my first mentor um said look if i let you talk at the conference will you stop ringing me mm -hmm. maybe so i spoke at the conference and that's kind of how i then started doing that and i started working wow. for for Paul White and, and that team from that point on. That's awesome. That's yeah. That, and, and the progression from when you first started to then, um, how like how many years is that are we talking? That it was two years, two and a half years. So it wow. was pretty that, quick moving yeah, from one to and then I was the national uh, IT performance manager for um, Paul. And then okay. I was national business performance manager and I sort of did various different things and yeah. Yeah, over a short period of time. So now let me explain. So just for listeners, because we have listeners in 12 countries, right? Right. Um, plus, I don't know if there's any more, but I just know what the last figure was. One hour and 20 minutes, when you're living in Scone out the back of Whoop Whoop of New South Wales, that's a mm -hmm. short drive, right? That's like, it's, it, like we're thinking, oh, an hour 20, but really that's just down the road. In the grand scheme, it was actually about 120, 130 Ks. So it, it like it was it was about 130 k's, yeah. but you're going through the back roads and up and down hills and whatever else to yep. get there. So I, I'd be doing I did nearly a thousand k's a week at one point, depending on whether I was doing Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and I would listen to audiobooks. So I because I love reading and I couldn't I was leaving home at six a.m. and getting home at eight. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of time for reading anymore, so I would listen to audiobooks in the car. Like Audible was my best friend. And no doubt that um, the radio reception wouldn't have been too good out the back there. <laughs> no radio reception. No radio reception. 
Uh, I'll tell you what, thank goodness for um, Audible. You know, it, it's, mm. a, it's amazing. It, it certainly has turned my coaching around um, and my mindset as well, having access to so much easily. I mean, we've got, mm. you know, IGT has six podcast channels. We are doing yeah. the PM Growth Expert Show. We've got five other channels yeah. that are specific because real estate covers so much. Oh, it does. Know? Yeah. So, you know, we have so many ones, you know, we've got the BDM Coach Podcast Show, which is specific growth tactics. Yep. You know, that, um, you know, Michael and myself or um, Darren and myself will cover, you know, and then um, this PM Growth Experts is about bringing in experts and, and talking about company growth and, and stuff like that. How as well. that works. Yeah. Yep. Plus, we've got our virtual assistant ones. We've got the PM Mindset one that Darren does. And um, then we've got the, the growth one as well for property managers there's so much you know but they all link in together I mean that's the thing it all it all like we were talking when we were talking the other day about how the VAs help with the growth because they take a business they allow a business to take it to the next level and they really give you that stepping stone so you they they all link you should be using a VA to give you more time so Hmm. you can get more um, productivity more income producing work so yeah absolutely one of those things so Sandy awesome in 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 those achievements that you've had in such a short time which is great you know if if you were to go back to your very first day in real estate right so Mm, let's say yeah let's say you know your first day on the job reception um all excited no doubt you had the whole kit and caboodle makeup on the lot no Uh if you didn't have makeup on you know (laughs) however it was whether it's good or bad i've got to be careful what i say but you're about to open the door and then you get a tap on the shoulder and, and it's you, it's you today about to give Ooh, yourself okay. some advice. Right, right yep. What, what advice would you give yourself just coming into the industry? Oh, God, don't assume you can't do it. Oh, I like it. I think that so much of what slows people down is it's not necessarily imposter syndrome, but it's this, I don't know if I can do it, or they must be so much better because they're doing it and I don't have the same skill set that they do. Or it's that, don't assume you can't do it. Don't assume that everyone else in the room necessarily, I'm not saying they don't know things, you can always learn, but just give it a go, just try. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to just do that. Because although I did do those things, there was always a great deal of fear and trepidation, especially when I started around well this is someone's biggest asset what if i stuff it up or you know this is a legal document what if i stuff it up and and all of those kinds of pieces um and the assumption that everyone else must know a lot more than i do that's why they were doing it and so it kind of comes back to that just don't assume you can't do it yeah well done that that's really sound advice it's you know there's kind of two people in the world and i think of this meme that um, IGT that we've shared and it's a picture of a petrol tank yeah and there's two types of people it's one when the petrol tank's near near full and people are going oh my goodness oh my goodness I'm, I'm running low and then there's people that it's near the end and it's like I've got this I can keep going <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 you know and every now and then we fall into both categories right mm. yeah you do fall into both because it, it is a mindset it's okay to make mistakes, right? Obviously, bear in mind what type of a mistake it is, 
that, you know, it's about falling down eight times, getting up nine times, falling down 10 times, getting up 11 times. You, yep. know, you know, I'm sure Elon Musk destroyed millions of dollars in rockets before he got the first rocket in the air, you know. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and he talks about the, the one that actually did go up. If it failed, he would have been done, all his money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody thinks and sees those things. So it's okay to, to completely fail. Totally. Look, I think the thing that I, I know with me is that I – I sort of have famously said more than once, I'm going to make mistakes. So someone said to me once, I, I had a big opportunity come my way and they literally said to me, this is your big window. This is your big opportunity. Don't stuff it up. And I'll never forget the text message. And I literally sent a text message back going, I am going to stuff it up. I'm going to stuff it up hugely at some point, mm. but I will never stuff it up the same way twice. I will always own my own stuff ups and I will always learn from them. Yeah, well done. It, it, well done. Totally. That's all you can do in life, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's sometimes you're in a presentation and you know your mouth said too much. You've yep. done something, but you know you'll never say that ever again or go through that again. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. Well done. So, obviously, growth is a, a huge factor in, in what you're doing now in growing mm -hmm. individuals' lives and, and creating amazing opportunities for them. Um, you know, BDM Coach moved into IGT. We focus on big growth things. Yep. In your experience, what what are what are some of the reasons why rent rolls, in your opinion, stop growing? Look, I think there's a couple of main reasons. So we we have a lot of existing business owners now coming on board with us to really get to that next level of growth, to break through that plateau, and to kind of really push through. And what we're finding with the ones that are coming on board is, is a couple of main things. Building a business is hard. Like you've done mm. it, I've done it. It is hard work. And there's a lot of moving parts to it. And I think it can be very easy sometimes when you're working in a business, especially when you're trying to be a small business and you're trying to be all things to all people all of the time. You get so caught up working on the business, you cannot be working in the business. And so I, I often joke about things like the Canva black hole. People will sit there and, you know, especially if you're a small independent, they get caught up in moving something three millimetres to the top and three millimetres to the bottom and two millimetres to the left and whatever else, when they could have been making calls to their existing clients, asking them how they were and if they would be happy to refer them to anyone else or if they knew anyone who had any business. Or they could be going out and meeting their affiliate partners and doing those bits and pieces. Or they could be networking or they could be doing social media, you know, doing a video. There's, yeah. there's so many things they could be doing but they're so caught up in, in ringing the tech guy and making sure that this piece is working and why isn't that working? And hang on, I need to go and look at it. Like all those pieces, even onboarding staff, like there is nothing that will suck you down a black hole more sometimes than onboarding a staff member. And whilst they're great when you have them, it's this whole piece. Um, so I find that's one thing that can really, really slow people down. The other thing is people... They get, they're getting caught up in the in the business, right? They're yeah, they get into that vortex of, um, you know, working within the business and not on it. Exactly, and then and then they start forgetting the basic things that we talk about all the time. They stop asking for referrals. They stop talking to their strategic strategic alliance partners. Mm -hmm. They stop dealing with their current clients, and the relationships aren't nurtured. And then what can happen is it can start even going the other way. Okay. So. 
great points and, you, and you're kind of answering things to, uh, to overcome at the same time, which is really good. And, and it's going to lead me to another question that I'm going to throw into the mix. So if I can just bring it back, we're talking about people, once you get to a certain size and, mm-hmm. and everybody's certain size, let's say we're talking in numbers, like 20 properties being under management for one person, that could be a lot. Some people can handle 50, some 150 before they start to feel overwhelmed. So I don't want to get bogged down in what the number is, but a business can plateau, right, Mm -hmm. or it stops growing at at those levels, and that's because they start feeling the pains of too many activities, staff being sick, new staff coming on board, et cetera, et cetera. Is that what you're getting at? That's part of it. It's even just down to simple things like a lack of integration between tech. So I, I, I joke about things like who's your Google Translator? for your tech piece because uh, you and I both know and look fair play I'm a geek so anyone who doesn't know this about me I am I am an old school geek you know I named my dog after a Star Trek character I used to do coding I'm that kind of level of geek um so I love tech I'm a massive fan but every bit of software can do a thousand million different things and it can make your world better if you know how to use it if you know how to use it effectively in a day-to-day scenario, if it talks to your other pieces of tech, all of these different pieces need to flow in together and you need to have a really simple guideline on how to use it. So even things as simple as that, I've gone out and I've got this great piece of tech that's going to do X, Y, and Z, but I haven't got the time to do the training and I can't implement X, Y, and Z. And it doesn't talk to this bit of software, which does X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C. And they and so all of these pieces people can just get it just churns you just sit there and you start spinning your wheels and you're not really getting anywhere so having that kind of integration makes a massive difference too it really can sort of take it to that next level yeah it's interesting you're talking about staff right new staff something simple that people make the mistake of you know if you're a company that had implemented something like tappy just as an example tappy the the, i mean i love the guys from tappy they're great Great guys, amazing yeah. software they put in place. But you don't want to have to explain to five, six staff members over two years what it is. So do a screen recording once and, you know, put that in place so that you're not having to explain to each person what Tappy is. Doing a screen recording, something like that is so simple, right? But I'm going to segue it across. If you had someone mentoring and alongside you like what you guys are doing with Mm -hmm. you know the coronas model right yeah so anyone that's a startup business they might start to feel bogged down but you've got someone mentoring you've got someone in their ear you've got support and staff there Mm -hmm. so it, it, it can help stop the plateau it breaks through the plateau so we find there's there's a couple of different pieces that happen one we do a really comprehensive 12 week onboarding program Mm-hmm. So there is someone there, you have an onboarding manager de- dedicated to you. Yep. We bookend a week. So you talk yep. to them at the beginning of the end of the week and they're there the whole week. I'm there the whole week. People are always there, but you definitely have a beginning and an end of the week situation where we are touching base and going, hey, when you logged in, did you work out how to do this or did this work for you? Or do you know how to do this? Or what happened this week? And can you tell me where your roadblock is? Even down to, hey, congratulations, you got your first management with us. We're going to sit down with you and we're going to enter it into the system with you. And then the next one, 
you do it and we're just going to watch and that way if you at any point have a question we're there yeah totally so between that and we've got this amazing community of people that have already done what you're doing so yep. they're there to answer questions and yep. like it's one of those things i i know when we're talking about using you know, to do a screen recording which is oh. great um i was part of the the one system rollout and and that's a tech offering um with that what we did was screen recordings and i'm a massive fan of a pdf so i would always do and that's what we do here's a screen recording and then for the people who don't want to watch the screen or they like having the piece of paper and people still like a piece of paper totally then here's a piece of paper which matches the screen recording with big red arrows pointing at everything you need and it's all of that that's provided to you so whether you have a staff member who likes actual one-on-one -on -one interaction that's how we train them if they like videos, we've got the videos. Yeah, if they like the piece of paper, we've got the piece of paper. And the first time they do anything, we're there. The second time they do it, we're there. If they want us at the 25th time, we're still there. I'm going up to see a partner of ours um, up uh, North Queensland next Thursday um, to sit down and help her talk through doing some marketing pieces. So we're going to be going through and, and building marketing packs for it. Yeah, and marketing is really important while you're on it's that. It's hugely important. Yeah, it is. And we're not just talking about social media, we're actually talking about marketing, right? Mm -hmm. um, because good marketers make good agents. Yes. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I hate to say this because, I mean, the person who used to say it to me all the time, but you can't sell a secret. You can't, you can't sell a secret. And I think that as, as property management professionals, we quite often undersell ourselves mm. a lot of the people i talk to especially people who've been in the industry for a long time they're amazing at what they do and it's that that confidence piece around understanding that they do need to promote themselves and sell themselves and they need to promote their clients properties and all of those pieces because what they're offering is a service that it's worth someone else having it's a great thing that they're doing well it really said you know, you, you, you've dug a hole here now because I'm going to open up another can of worms, right? Oh, God. Which is okay because, okay, like, forgive me for my wording, but a property manager is very good at maintaining relationships and looking after properties and putting out those fires when they come up, et cetera. And I could dig deep on that. A BDM or someone that's starting out their own business, you're not a property manager anymore. You're a sales agent. Your job mm -hmm. is to sell, sell, sell. So if somebody is all of a sudden starting up their business and they've been a very successful property manager, you've got to change that mind shift. You've got to change mm -hmm. that mindset. And that's why I do see a lot of agents. They are so good at what they do. They go into being a BDM and they struggle to sell themselves. They struggle to put their names out there and they don't want to do video because they know they're so good at being a property manager they just yep. need to learn how to sell that. You know, yep. it's two different positions. The BDM is the salesperson of property management. You know, so if you're a PM and you are doing listings as well, and you, you might be a senior PM and, and you're listing properties, once that phone call comes into the office and that person says, hey, I'm thinking about renting out my home, you're not a property manager anymore. You're a sales agent. You're yes. a BDM, you're a listing agent, whatever you want to call yourself. Your job is now to sell your skills, your services, and what you provide to that potential landlord if they list with you. Mm -hmm. so, I completely agree. 
Yeah, that that's why I see that, and, and it it really is a mind shift, a mind shift, and you know, um, yeah. Let let's let's move on to another question, okay? So I've you know you opened up that can of worms. I'm going to gonna go back into the can of worms for a second. Ah, go for it, go for it. <laughs> but look, I agree. It's a mind shift. It's a complete mind shift. But it's something that it's about helping someone. A lot of it, I find. Um, because I, I'm talking to these people all the time and, and I'm talking to people and often the first question I ask someone is, why haven't you done this? You know, what's what's the reason? Why haven't you gone out and done this? And, you know, it could be things like, yes, there's a financial constraint. Um, I'm not sure how to. There's obviously a lot of moving parts and starting a business. But there is very much this, I don't think I can mm. because I'm a PM, I'm not a BDM. Or I'm a BDM and I'm a great BDM, but the PM side of it, that getting, you know, doing the day-to-day, I'm not sure about that piece. Um, And so a lot of what we do is working with them to give them that confidence and to understand the value they have and to help with the gaps. Uh, Gaps isn't probably not the right word, but to help to build the skill sets that they're not as strong in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So whether that's we do boiler room sessions for prospecting, for example. Or going through and doing one-on-ones with the marketing team and helping them to work through a 12-month marketing plan and helping them enact that. And what does that look like? So just everyone, there's no one in this room, not you, not me, no one doesn't have some skill set that they need to work on a little bit. And that's where we're, we're really good at that piece because we've done it now for so many people that we've learned how to sit down with someone and go, where do you need us? Because it's not about us. It's never about us. It's got to be about them. Mm. And so it's about finding out what they need and then building that around them. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. So now we've cleared the fog. Okay, so a, a, a business, um, a startup business or someone that's been in business for some time and they're, 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 that fogginess has been cleared. We've created that um, confidence back into the team and they're ready and raring to go let's do it okay what are the three top strategies right that you would then get them focused on so they could break that drought and and smash that wall ahead because you know the mindset's changed but you know what we do today we get the results in three months time right so we've Mm -hmm. really got to you know so we've got to start working on some strategies what are the three key strategies that you would start to you know throw at them God, we, can break this into two, we can break this into two parts. Okay, so let's do two parts. I'm thinking, I'm just kind of start throwing up. a book. I'm throwing your book at them at this point. So let's 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 keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just throw that. That'll work. Read Dennis's book. <laughs> it's fine. You've got it. Just read the book. You're good. And while while we're on that, if anyone does want a, a, a complimentary copy of the book, the pmleadsecrets.com, just go there. You just have to pay for the um, shipping. And we'll get that book across to you. But yes, read the book. It's a great motivator. I was, I was talking to a, um, a very experienced sales agent yesterday mm-hmm. that started reading the book and they're going, oh my goodness, this is so well written. It, it's encouraging to read at the same time. It's motivating. And you, you just give great ideas of what you can do and what we should know and what we forget to do. You know, mm-hmm. I took that as a massive compliment from them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but reading the book is great. It's motivating and, yeah, sure, I'll even sign a copy if I'm in the country or close by if someone reaches out to me. But, um, <laughs> yes, read the book. 
Thank you for that plug, Sandy. Very welcome. Just put that one right in there. <laughs> so let's break it down into two components. If you're a startup okay. business, what are the what are the three things that you would really focus on to start getting that growth coming into the business? So I think that look, it's kind of getting back to basics. They need to go and and find their affiliate partners. So yeah. they need to get out there and they need to start talking to people and booking meetings and doing that whole strategy piece where you talk about it's not about trying to ask for business, it's about offering. Yeah, so what's um, in it for the partner? So what's in it for the partner? Exactly. Yeah, no, so no, it's no, not what, about no no, sorry, what is an affiliate partner? Ah, so for example, a financial planner that may be in the area. Yeah. Uh, you may have a mortgage broker that may yeah. be in the area. Sales only agents are amazing. There are a lot of them out there and they want someone good to refer to. Yeah. So if it, you really should be talking to these people. So um, anyone that's speaking with a potential landlord before they even contact the sales agent, right, as well. Insurance so. brokers. Mm -hmm. um, I would go as far as talking to people like um, bond cleaners or cleaners in the area. Yeah. I would really just have a conversation. There's no one you can't be having a conversation with. Yeah. Okay. Realistically speaking, everyone knows someone. Right. So we're making contact with these affiliate partners, or I call mm -hmm. them a strategic alliance. Or, strategic you know, alliance. Yep, that's cool. So, and then you're not calling them saying, give me business. No. You're creating relationships with them. Yes. And you're also saying, can I refer business to you? Yeah. So that and, and that's absolutely directly out of your book. Um, but it's about saying, can I refer business to you as opposed to asking for business? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got to say, yes, it's in my book, but it's a Michael Sands script, you know. And I did say this at the conference in um, in my keynote. I, I basically, you know, it's giving a strategic alliance a call and saying, you know, hi, Sandy, my name's Dennis. I'm speaking with hundreds of um, investors and potential investors um, each month and they're often asking me questions about um, accounting Insurance. and what's whatever mm -hmm. it is the strategic alliance person is you know are, are you an expert in this area and of course sandy's going to say oh my goodness i am i am the expert that's great is it okay if i refer business to you and tell us about your business tell us love to catch up for a coffee and it's, mm -hmm. it's building that relationship all of a sudden they're thinking wow someone's ringing me saying they want to refer to business you know yep but they're now selling their soul to you. So um, it is an amazing, amazing strategy. Um, I, I used to do something similar, but not as good as that. Um, yeah. I, only, I, like, I got to a stage where I had a lot of mortgage brokers and I think I even shared a photo of cupcakes that um, Aussie Home yeah, I saw that. Yeah. used to send, you know, but, um, which was great getting to a, 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 a high level in my area, but... I only can imagine how much easier it would have been if I rang those strategic alliances earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use yep. the scripts earlier. So it is a so yeah, great, great, great strategy to start with. So a startup business should be out yep. there getting themselves known um, to strategic alliances. Yes, yes. Yep. Look, the other this probably and this one's a little bit. Oh, I don't know if it's left or centre, but this one is something that I did. Um, when I so I was actually the second um, person to start their own business with Coronas, just as a complete by the by. Um, mm -hmm. I ran my own small business with them as well. And one of the very first things that I did, and this is something that we tell everyone who starts with us, especially someone starting from um, a startup position, as in not an existing business, mm -hmm. don't forget your own circle of influence. So people really struggle sometimes to want to actually reach out to send a text message to your phone. 
because yeah. no one wants to be that person who's kind of harassing their friends and family etc but and I, I i do tell this story a bit and it is absolutely true you never actually know who knows who so when i started i sent a text message to my phone i thought one text message is fine right it's not harassing anyone it's one text message mm-hmm. it literally just said hi just letting everyone know i've started my own property management business in the bayside area of brisbane if you know anyone who might be looking for another property manager or just some advice, please let them get in touch with me. That was it. I got a text message back and two managements from the last place I would have thought, which was a woman who owns a livestock agency, or at that stage did own a livestock agency in Mount Gambia, South Australia. Wow. She's originally from New Zealand, has yep. never lived in Brisbane but happened to be talking to a friend of hers who had two managements in Brisbane who wasn't happy with their property manager. Yeah, there you go. That's so awesome. don't underestimate your own circle of influence. No, not all. You know, I'm, I was um, having a discussion with a BDM in New Zealand today and they're yeah. only new to the industry. They're doing leasing. They want to get into BDMing and they're asking for some tips. And I said, and after a bit, I, I went to her social, said, show me your social media. Let's have a look. And I said, um, okay, you've shown me your business one. Where's your personal one? And she went, oh, you know, I don't, you know, use it. And I said, do they know you're in real estate? (laughs) Your own circle of friends know you're in real estate. Have you segued anything across to that yet? Have you told your influence? And and Jamie, if you're listening to this, because I told you to start listening to (laughs) that, I am talking about you. And... um, (laughs) She's such a vibrant person, okay, new into the industry, and she's hungry to grow, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, so I said to Jamie, and she told me about her background, um, musical theatre, right? And I went, oh, wow. Guarantee that people in your circle of friends know someone or have yep. an investment, et cetera, right? And, yep. and when she told me she was in musical theatre, I went, that's why you're not scared to do videos, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, right? Perfect. You'll be fine. You've got it. Yeah, so so it, it, it's so true. It is an untapped area. People think they've got to set up these prominent business pages and profiles. And yes, you do, but don't forget about your friends. Nope. Don't forget about your people. I mean, I don't know how many contacts I've got in my phone. Sandy, I received this random text from this phone number wanting, um, asking me questions if I wanted to know more about Corona, <laughs> you know, and I replied it saying, yes, please, you know. <laughs> and you got busted. <laughs> and, and, and somebody by the name of Sandy Taylor said, I'm sure you don't want to know. So, uh, so I'm sure you were going through those motions today in your life, in your business. You're still acting yep. on that. That's the point I'm getting at. Always, always. You never, you never, ever stop. You know, it's a funnel, it's a it's a pipeline, any business is. And if you stop putting stuff in the top, it is gonna stop filtering through and coming out down the bottom. So every single day, every single week, there is always you try to keep doing that. And the thing that I tell people who join us um is you're doing a good thing, you're offering yeah. a good service and you're trying to help people. So you shouldn't feel bad about this. Yeah, totally. Yep. Totally. Okay. Two strategies. One we've done is the mm-hmm. strategic alliance. The second one is your yes. inner circle, right? right. So what's a, a third one for a startup business? Look, I think that it's incredibly simplistic, 
But really, there's nothing more simple than picking up the phone. It's it's no one likes doing it. Um, Sorry, not no one. Um, I would quite frankly talk underwater with a mouthful of concrete. But for most people, no one actually wants to pick up the phone. So we talk about things like planning your week out, having a strategy, building your prospecting lists, doing those bits and pieces. But at the end of it, the very core of it, I would say you really have to pick up the phone. Mm. It's the basic tasks again and again and again and again and again that help, whether that is a matter of calling people that are in your pipeline and seeing how they are. If you're, you know, if you've got clients talking to your clients, it really is pick up the phone and talk to people. I think that's really, really key. Yeah, totally. It, it, it is. You can't, you can't fear it. I mean, a lot of people, we fear rejection, right? Mm-hmm. But remember, we are a salesperson now, so we're going to get those no's. Um, but once you get that yes, it, you forget about the no's, you know? And- it's not, um, I can't think of the amount of calls I've made. And I think I've, in all the calls I've made, um, I've had one person actually get upset with me. Um, it's very hard naturally to get upset with someone who sounds happy. It actually goes against human nature. If someone sounds happy and upbeat, it's very hard to be upset with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in this particular case, I'd rung someone, I was recruiting on behalf of a franchise, I'd rung someone and I'd done the whole, we think you're amazing. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? And he was very unhappy. Um, he used a lot of words, which I won't repeat on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very unhappy and ended up hanging up on me. And I remember I sort of sat there and went, I was not expecting that. Wow. Did your little notes and rah, rah, rah. Went to pick up the call, pick up the phone to ring someone else. And he rung me back. So it was within half an hour he'd rung me back. Um, I signed him that afternoon. It turns out his boss was sitting next to him. And he was putting a big show on. Yeah, gotcha. He was in the car. So that's the other thing I say to people who join us is never assume it's you. If someone Mm. does get upset with you, don't assume it's you. You don't know what else has happened in their day. You don't know what else is going on in their world. Don't take it personally. Don't assume it's you. Make your notes, pick up the phone and try and keep going. Yeah, well said. um, It's one of those things. um, I'm going to share something really quickly. I was doing follow-up calls from a presentation that I'd done. And I remember I was doing the presentation and and I have shared this previously and three quarters of the way through the presentation, it was near the end. I was actually going through the agency agreement. I used to call it the authorization form. And in New South Wales, you've got to um, disclose if it's been a scene of a serious or violent crime. You do everywhere, but Wales based. And she stopped and said, yes, there was. And I went, okay. And she proceeded to tell me that she was attacked in the property. And I, man, I'm a male. I've got three kids. I have three daughters. And I I was affected from this. I actually emotionally was affected looking at her. And I I, I didn't complete the presentation like I should have. Got back to, I remember going back to the office and um, I didn't get the signature. I remember going back to the office Mm. And I told my boss, I said, I didn't know I had to be a counsellor. And I walked out. Like, it was just me expressing. Yeah. And, you know, anyway, I, I had to do the follow-up call the next day. I gave her a call and I was praying she wouldn't answer the phone. Praying she wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> and it went to voice message. And I was like, oh. And I said, hey, Dennis, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And she was looking yeah. at selling or renting. 
Anyway, um, left another message a few days later and an email follow-up and stuff. I couldn't send video texts back then. <laughs> when I was a BDM. Can now. Yep. Can now, and I would have too. But uh, so I, I then noticed that her property was listed for sale. It was with another agent. And, and the dishwasher was in the kitchen. And she told me the dishwasher doesn't work and it's going to be removed. But the sales agent hadn't removed it and it was there. So that okay. would mean people would expect it to be part to of still the be there. They'd get upset, yeah. you know what it's yeah. like. So I, I thought, you know, I'm going to ring. So I rang and I again, she didn't pick up, so I was quite thankful. And I said, hey, congratulations, saw the properties listed. It was with a rival agent, by the way. Yeah. Um, saw the properties listed. I just saw the photos. They all look great. I did notice the dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. Feel free yeah. to give me a call. Good luck with the sale. Anyway, about a month later, someone rang me up and they're asking about property management, this, that, and the other. And once they said the address, I knew the property. Yeah. I went, oh, you're the new purchaser. And they said, actually, I'm not. And I went, sorry. Um, they said, this is such and such as mum. Oh, and wow. I, went, I went, oh, okay. And they said, well, you've been such a great person to my daughter. You kept in touch with her. You kept on following up. You kept on giving advice, et cetera, et cetera. So she decided to take it off the market and she wants to give you the management. So, yes, it sucks when we make mistakes. Yeah. You know, we're talking about that when we first started. We make mistakes. Um, but, yes, you don't get the responses when you're making the calls, but it's that continued follow-up. Yeah, and you do get those happy stories. Like you got one amazing getting told off by someone. I threw myself into a brick wall and, you know, yep. but it, but it's just getting up again. It's still being consistent, doing yep. those simple things and picking up the phone and, and doing it. So, you know, um, and, and the reason why I like sharing the journeys and the stories like you did and, and the one I have is because everyone can relate to something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, they really can. We've all got a story. We've all got a story. Okay, so there's three great strategies for a startup business. Now, what about someone who's who's just coming out of that fog and they've already got an established business, whether they've got 50 properties, 100, 200, whatever. So mm -hmm. what are three key strategies to really, you know, to, to push out that growth? Let's really fire it up. So I think that what you want to do is is – Get back to basics a little bit. So one, talk to all of your existing clients. Have you actually rung and had a conversation with all of your existing clients recently? Like really had a conversation about um, where they're at. Are they happy with the service you're providing? As soon as they say yes, do they know of anyone that they think would like your service as well? So getting out there and talking to the database that you already have, making as much leverage out of the partnerships that you have. So the strategic partnerships that you have, have you rung all of them recently? All the people you went out with at the beginning and you, your, your brokers, your ins you know, insurance brokers, your mortgage brokers, your um, guy down the road who knows someone, your sales agents, when was the last time you went through that list and reconnected with them all and told them some of your success stories? So when was the last time you rung up and went, hey, I just wanted to let you know when you're talking to someone, in the last six months, I've had 2% arrears, 0% arrears, whatever it may be. Or did you know that at the moment, the rental yield in this area is actually going against the grain and we're actually getting a better rental yield now than we have in the last two years? 
Mm. Whatever it may be, have a reason to ring up and give them something to talk to someone else about. Yeah, yeah. In the end, Sandy, all of these people's obedience for you. They're already current clients, they're already raving fans. You're giving them an update with a stat. Of what's going on in the area. Yep, and giving them something to talk about. Because then you've given them a reason to ring their database and go, hey, have you thought about this? And I mean, the other thing that you could do if you wanted to get a little bit more intensive is actually try and book one-on-ones with your existing clients. So sit down and go, I'd really love to do a goal setting session with you. Can we sit down and talk about, you know, what what is your long-term plan in terms of your real estate journey? Or how can I help you with your investment strategy? You know, would you like me to have a look at some properties for you and come back to you with some ideas around rental yields or what that could look like? Can I get one of my strategic partners in the room and they may be able to provide you with advice on something else? And really sit down and do that one-on-one goal setting. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's... So calling your current clients that are already your raving fans, touching base with those strategic alliances that have been working with you and updating them on something, right? So, you know, we often train on um, that line of expectation. When you first sign a person up, you're telling them how good you are. They've been with you for 12 months. They've seen those amazing touch points. That second year, when you're doing those same touch points, the line of expectations met. That's normal for them now. So it's good to reset. Give them a call. Have a sit down. What are your goals? What are your plans? Um, giving an update, you know, I, I, and often, even if it's a new business inquiry that used to come in, Sandy, I would say to an owner, you know, um, hey, it was great catching up with you. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at three o'clock. Just want to give you a quick update. Something that we are telling our current clients at the moment that 98% of our tenants are paying their rent on time. So you're yep. giving them a stat, you're giving them a point of difference, and you're showcasing why you're the agency to choose. You know, Absolutely. if you haven't already said that in a conversation. So those stats, we should be updating our current clients, letting them know, you know. And we don't. We just think, oh, well, they're happy and the world is good and their property is good and they've got good tenants and whatever else. So we kind of just let it, you know, let sleeping dogs lie, I think is the expression. Mm-hmm. And they need just as much love, if not more. And again, they've probably met another 50 people in their world in the last six months they didn't know when they first met you. Yep. So I'd love them to tell those 50 people how amazing I am yep. and how I can help them get to where they need to be. Exactly. Exactly. So that's brilliant. Okay. So you've kind of answered two in one, current clients, uh, strategic alliances again, okay? So mm-hmm. we're refreshing. We're trying to get that growth back on track. So what else would you do? As um, look, I would try and go into potentially looking into new markets. So I wouldn't necessarily talk about, you don't necessarily have to go further afield, but if you have always focused on, for example, um, you know, I know some people are, you know, I I do apartments really well, or I do this really well, and I'm not trying to say be all things to all people, but have you actually looked at the markets around you that you haven't gone into? Have Have you gone a little bit further afield? Have you stretched your wings in terms of, even if it's your market presence? So if you've never done social media, are you doing social media now are you doing it well um if you've never gone out and you've never spoken to the local radio station about doing a a free five minute session once a month or once a week about what's happening in the rental market try doing that Mm. um really try and get out there and break into some new marketplaces that you haven't necessarily been present in yeah you know it's uh, most local newspapers have got like a community 
focused community thing in there. And um, when we used to run information nights, I used to ring the newspaper up and say, hey, we're putting on an event for the local community because nobody understands real estate correctly. So we thought we'd do something and invite them and, and educate them, you know, and the, it worked for the first two times. The third time they went, Dennis, no more free ads. <laughs> But there's a lot of local community radio stations too. Like yep. people forget the community radio stations and yeah. a lot of people are listening to them. Yeah, so totally. so be the person who says, hey, you know, did you know this is what's happening with smoke alarm legislation at the moment? And just give them some free information. And what's stopping you from doing that on your own socials? Exactly. Well, nothing you know? should be stopping you from doing that. No, not at all. It's the same thing. And, and once you're... Once people see you on video, and it's great if you can get onto the radio or onto the TV yep. or whatever, you are then being perceived as that market expert in your local area. And the reality is it doesn't – look, I do I do a reasonable amount of videos on my socials, as you've seen, Dennis. I have. Um, I have. I, I do. Um, it is one of those things that I don't know that anyone is extraordinarily comfortable, at least not when you start. I will say I don't think I've ever put up a video that I haven't re-recorded at least three times. Uh, <laughs> at I least the first one would have been fine. Okay. Probably, but that's not the point. At least three times. Um, but there, if you keep doing them, you do get to a, a, an ease of it where you understand. And I think mm -hmm. the other thing, and I actually picked this up at the IGT conference, there was this amazing app, this captions app, because I'd sit there and I'd type them out or I'd try yeah. and get Facebook yeah. to do it, never does it well. Um, put captions on them because I know personally I never have my social media volume on. Um, so captions are huge on video, huge. Yeah, yeah they are. Look, you, there's a really good app, and I'm looking at my phone now, InShot. InShot, you can add, add it, right? Yep. And, and you tap on it and you can change the words. You can check if they spell it wrong, if it's Americanized, whatever. So that, that actually is a good one. Um, and TikTok mm. is the same. You can generate the, the um, yeah. videos in TikTok, right? Yeah. And there is a way of taking the logo out of TikTok when you download it to your phone, but it's too hard to explain. <laughs> um, I use I use Mixed Captions, which is the one I picked up at the IGT yeah, conference, yep, and yep, you can yep. put a logo in it if you want, you just in case you want it. You can. Yep, you can add a logo. Yep, yep. Um, so that's great too. Yeah, um, so that was Melissa Hickson that um, yes. brought that tip up. So Mel's um, – so, you know, speaking of doing the video for the first time, and Mel's going to be happy that I, I, I share this, um, <laughs> well, until she listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I do wish, and I know I could go through the archives and find that very first video she did, and she sends it to me, you know. And I remember she she sent me a text saying, I don't want to do video, but I'm going to do it because I know it's going to work and you told me I'm going to do it, so I'm just going to do it, you know. <laughs> and if anyone knows Mel, they, they they know that she's very passionate about what she does. Yep. And, and you know what? It was a great video. The only downfall, and she was doing it on the water, this, that, and the other, it was windy. That was my yeah. advice. I, it was raw and real and I loved it. Yeah. Right? It was raw and real. The very now you look at her and she doesn't care. She just sits there, does videos. She's just out the gym. She's sweating, whatever, because people are only concerned about what you're saying. They don't care what you're wearing and how you look, right? 
Uh, I'm unshaven. Have you even noticed I was unshaven, Sandy? <laughs> no, I had not noticed that you were unshaven. I was... we're, we're having a conversation. You're listening, right? Yep. Now, anyone listening to the podcast, you can go to YouTube and watch it and you can see I'm unshaven, right? <laughs> it's on the Inspired Growth Training YouTube channel as well. But, um, the first time you drove a car, I'm sure you're rubbish. The first time you tried walking, I'm sure you're rubbish. The mm -hmm. first time you tried riding a bike, I'm sure you're rubbish. We weren't experts, but it's 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 doing it over and over again, and you will get better at doing it. Just do it. Once you've overcome that fear of doing a video, my goodness, you're going to put the fear through your rivals. <laughs> but it, it's that thing, that piece of advice I'd give to myself when I started, don't assume you can't do it. Yeah, that's right. Don't, don't don't make the assumption that it's not for you or that you can't do it. Like, mm. pick up the phone and 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 just give it a shot. Yeah, you know, a tip for doing videos and making it easier is if I was to call you and ask you a question about real estate rentals mm -hmm. or whatever, you you could just answer me straight off. Yeah. So when you're doing a video, pretend you're talking to that one person as if they've called you and you're giving them the answer and you're educating them. That will make your videos so much easier. Can I make one other tip? Go for it. Try if you can, and I know that this is probably, you build to this, get a tripod. Because for me, I found that when I started doing videos, I was holding the phone. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, as you will have gathered from this podcast, I talk with my hands. Yeah. So if I'm standing there and I'm completely static and I can't really move and I start talking like this, it doesn't feel right because I suddenly feel like I'm a robot and nothing works anymore and my voice doesn't change intonation and all of this. But as soon as I can start to move and feel free and start talking, I, I would kind of say even if it's not so much talking like you're on the phone, talk like you're standing there someone face to face. Yeah, if you were face to face with me and you were talking to me, what would I be doing? I'd be moving my hands, I'd be shaking my head, I'd be moving around. This is how I talk. And then it comes through in your voice and it comes through in the passion in what you're saying. Yeah, great tip. Very good tip, Sandy. Okay. So, IGT conference, yes, you've been there. You've seen how mm -hmm. great the speakers are that we have there. Yes. Um, now, you know, let's pretend the conference is on and we're in the middle of the conference and you know, our keynote speaker that's meant to be closing the conference, you know, for a couple of minutes at the end, all of a sudden they're falling sick. Right. She's on the shoulder and says, I've lost my voice. I can't close. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> what's two minutes of advice that you would give? Now, you saw the calibre of agents we have attend, right? They're, they're yes. all hungry people wanting to grow their businesses. They're wanting to catch that vibe and that culture that we create. Now, they've just spent two days listening to those speakers and they're about to go home or they're about to meet us at the bar. What advice <laughs> would you give those people? <laughs> oh, God, before you meet people at the bar. So I think every conference I go to, and IGT more so than most, you pick up so many amazing ideas and you feel so invigorated and alive and energized and you are determined to take on and conquer the world and the worst thing that happens after a conference is that that feeling slowly fades and so i would suggest that you do a couple of things one write down the top five things you're going to put into action in the next month they're non-negotiable mm. they don't have to be huge it doesn't have to be every second of every day but the top apparently this is me raising my hand according to sure. 
there you go. The top five things that you have to put in place um, in the next month. The second thing is I would make friends with someone who is at the conference, not someone you work with, someone completely different, and you become each other's buddy in making sure you actually do those five things. So you hold each other accountable and you help keep that spirit and that energy alive and pumping by feeding it to each other all the time, essentially. Mm. So talk to each other, whether it's once a day or once every couple of days, at the very least, you should be chatting or messaging every day. Hey, how did you go with setting up your plan every morning? Are you doing your plan every morning? How's that going for you? Or did you do the five calls that you needed to make today? How did that go with you? Actually have someone hold you to account and hold someone else to account. Yeah, so it's an accountability buddy. It's an accountability buddy, exactly. What's, what's really good about that is it's an accountability buddy with someone on the same journey as you, right? Mm -hmm. they've, they've all attended the same conference. You've all understand what you've just all gone through and you, and you want to continue that on. So um, it, it's a great benefit for all. It's not like you're just meeting a stranger down the road and saying, hey, do you mind if I call you once a month? You know? No. You're you've on been, the same journey. You've been there. You've felt the same fire. You've felt mm. the same energy and you want to maintain it. Yeah. And the other thing that I would do is I would very, very quickly try and make sure I connect with everyone that I met at the conference. Yeah. So, and I asked them what their greatest takeaway was because often I will pick up from other people what they loved and it may be something that I may have missed for whatever reason. So I may have been so entranced in this that I missed this piece here. So I will often do that where I will actually contact everyone that I met at a conference and I do that generally through notes or I might take a photo of someone or I'll, I'll do something where I'll actually track everyone I met. Yeah. Um, and then I will contact them and go, hey, it was so amazing meeting you. Thank you so much. This is my greatest takeaway from that conference. What was yours? I would love to hear what yours was. So one, I'm building more partnerships. Um, two, I'm learning from my peers who are just as engaged and passionate and in love with this industry as I am. And three, they're kind of also accountability buddies. Okay. So they're kind of an extra level of accountability buddies where I'm, I'm building my network and I'm building people who are going to say, this was the biggest thing that I loved. Um, and I've been trying to do it every day. And so then when mm -hmm. I'm talking to them in a month or when, if I say the same thing and they're talking to me in a month, how did you go? Are you still doing that every day? Yeah. Yeah. Look, sound advice. That's, that's awesome. And look, social media is a great um, entertainer for being able to connect with those people as well, mm -hmm. you know, um, re reaching out to them. So but don't, quick... don't just connect and, and like each other. Actually talk. Yeah. But a, a quick tip for you is actually click on the hashtag IGT conference, and yep. then you'll be able to catch all the people that use that hashtag Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Exactly. So go chase them. But yeah, because yeah, a lot of people aren't even carrying business cards these days. So you've got to go hunt them down as well. Yep. Yeah. Sandy, awesome. Awesome advice. Awesome um, <laughs> tips. Great catching up with you. Fantastic to hear that you're a coffee drinker. And I'm sure <laughs> that we'll catch up again as well. Um, absolutely hopefully we can catch up before the year's out i've got a little bit of travel to go um mm -hmm. but um yeah it was awesome really appreciate it and you're happy for people to reach out to you what's the best way yes please absolutely reach out even if it's just a question my business is at this point i'm not sure where to go i'm always happy to offer advice or be there for anyone best way to get hold of me is to either call me uh 0408 or you can send me an email at um, sandy.taylor, T 
T-A-Y-L-O-R at coronas.com.au. And we will tag you in the social media posts once we release this um, out as well. Thank you Absolutely. very much. Yeah, Thank really you. appreciate having you on board and that little free plug for my TM Lead Secrets book as well. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. It's been amazing. Awesome. Okay, everyone, take care. If your new business isn't on fire, give me a call. Thanks. Bye.